Hello and welcome to Sleep Cove, the place to come for a great night's sleep. Please listen to this recording in a place where you can safely go to sleep. I'm Christopher Fitton and tonight's recording is a deeply relaxing, calm bedtime sleep story. We'll be exploring the sights, sounds and canals of Venice. You'll walk the streets of St. Mark's Square and take a gondola ride around Venice's canals, seeing the beautiful buildings the city has to offer. We'll first take some deep breaths so we can be relaxed and then I'll take you to the beautiful city of Venice. So please join us tonight. Please let me know what you thought of the recording, either as a review or message me directly on Instagram or in the Facebook group. There are a few ways you can support Sleep Cove. If you know someone who you think could benefit from a good night's sleep, please share the podcast with them, as we want to help as many people as we can. Also, if you want to support the show and get ad-free and bonus content, you can do this through the Apple Podcast app or on Patreon. The details are in the show notes. And let's begin. Before we start this guided meditation and visualization, I want us all to take a deep breath together. A few deep breaths. We take nourishing oxygen in and relax out. And again, take a deep breath in through your belly and gently relax out letting the air spill out of your nose. You want to make sure that the exhale is longer than the inhale and that the breath is coming mostly through the stomach area. You might want to put a hand on your upper chest and a hand on your stomach and notice which one is slightly moving up and down. You want to make sure that it is through the stomach area, where the deep breaths are coming from. If the breath is coming through your shoulders and upper chest area, that is called hyperventilated breathing, where you're doing shallow breath and is a big cause of anxiety and stress because it changes your blood chemistry and releases more stress hormones. So you really want to concentrate that when you breathe, your stomach gently moves in and out and feel that on your hand. And as you breathe, feel so relaxed. Breathing out all the tension, all the stress of the day, ready for this amazing adventure in Venice. And now that you are feeling so relaxed, you realise that you are seated on a boat, drifting across gentle and beautiful water. As you drift around the next bend, you realise that you are floating along an ancient 
stone buildings line the sides of the canal, and there is a beautiful bright blue sky above you. Your cosy spot on the boat has a soft chair and comfy cushions. You feel cocooned and safe. You realize your boat is no ordinary sailing boat. It seems longer and the prow and stern are narrowed and curve high out of the water. You realize you are on a gondola. The famous boat of Venice. And you are on a quiet and peaceful canal in the beautiful city of Venice. Behind where you are comfortably sat is a gondolier, effortlessly guiding the boat with his oar. You now reach a narrow canal, and on each side the buildings are only two or three stories high, and quite modest yet painted in bright and warming colours, yellows, pinks and oranges, making this canal feel so warm and safe and inviting. Up ahead you see a small bridge rising out of the water, it's our is very steep in the centre, and your gondolier manoeuvres the boat expertly towards the centre as you pass through, and you feel the cool shadow of the bridge on your skin. As you go through the shadow and come out to the comfortable blue sky above you, The buildings are really ancient and beautiful and ornate. Up ahead you see that this small canal is about to join a much larger one. You see that the buildings along this canal are much taller and grander than the ones that you have left behind you. You continue to drift along this smaller canal, the narrower one, with the buildings either side before it opens up to the Grand Canal of Venice. And now as you reach the Grand Canal, you can take in the breathtaking beauty of the city, from your safe and cosy spot on your gondola. You can see the beautiful and grand buildings of Venice on either side of this incredible waterway. Each building 
seems to rise straight out of the water. The ancient buildings, beautifully and elegantly adorned with typical gothic Venetian designs, some of which date back to medieval times. The history of the city is written in these buildings. You can see buildings with rows of OG arch windows that are characteristically tall and narrow, topped with an arch that slightly curves until it becomes a pointed tip. You see how these elements are reflecting Venice's history as a trading city where merchants would travel to the Middle East and North Africa for trade. Unlike the smaller and more humble buildings of the previous canal, the Grand Canal has fine marble facades and intricate stonework. The bright and warming colours replaced with white and dusky pink marble and stone. As you continue your journey, you notice the buildings becoming larger and grander. Increasingly the most expensive white marble is replacing the pink stone. The carvings are becoming more ornate and there are boats in the water, and you are entering the centre of the city. Think about the people who used to live in these buildings, how they shaped the history of Europe, and the important conversations which changed history. Zemanis was a centre of political influence and activity, and one of the most important cities in European history. Do you really think what happened behind those walls with those influential people? Up ahead you see one of the most iconic sites in the city straddling the canal and looking more like a huge building than a bridge. It is the Ponte di Rialto, the icon of Venice. It's so long it looks more like a tunnel from the water. On top of the bridge you can see on either side is a row of six arches which support the roof they meet in the centre of the bridge, where there is an elegant portico. Inside each of the arches sits a small shop, and the bridge is teeming with people. You can hear the chatter and hubbub from above you as you glide under the bridge. Under the bridge you feel the coolness of the shadow. And as you emerge from the other side, you look back and see the sun is reflecting of the white marble 
and the chatter of the bridge is getting further and further away. The canal here feels wider and more open. Some of the buildings have small decked areas built out onto the water, which are used as restaurants. You see beautiful coloured canopies covering the seating here, and pots of flowers providing an explosion of colour. There are also many wooden jetties and poles along the canal side too, for the many boats to moor themselves. This place is teeming with joy and life, and you feel so happy to be here and so peaceful watching from the boat. Your gondolier starts to slow down and drifts gently towards one of these beautiful restaurants. He gently guides the gondola to an empty deck. You look up and take in the stunning buildings before you, the elegant windows and weathered red brick. The outside decked area is built out on top of the canal and is covered with tables and chairs full of people enjoying delicious Venetian food and drinking coffees overlooking the Grand Canal. You disembark and head towards the seating area and sit at a table by the water's edge. The water of the canal gently ripples with a passing boat you see gondolas and small sailing boats scattered across the water, and occasionally a sleek and luxurious speedboat will pass, with the occupants looking very glamorous. As you enjoy observing the scene before you, your waiter has already brought you a drink and a selection of antipasti, and you continue to soak in the atmosphere, listening to the buzz of chatter around you, feeling the breeze of the water on your skin, and smelling the wonderful Italian food coming from the restaurant kitchen. Now you're feeling so refreshed, from your stop and you are very relaxed now. You take in the scene, you eat the food, and you people watch. You begin to finish up, it's time once more to board your gondola and continue your exploration of the city, so you gently drift back onto the Grand Canal. Gently your gondola starts to turn left onto a smaller and narrower canal.
canal. This time the buildings are quite close. You can see the ancient bricks above the waterline, exposed after centuries of changing tides that have crumbled the plaster work. There are small balconies here, and there, above you. You are travelling through the heart of this city. As you continue to wind your way along the water, you pass under small bridges and around narrow corners. You see ancient stone steps next to mooring posts, with footpaths leading off into the city streets. Eventually, you reach your destination, and it's time to disembark. You climb the old stone steps, worn by hundreds of years of feet, up to the street level. You walk the narrow pathway and turn right. Suddenly before you is the most spectacular sight. An enormous piazza surrounded by the most exquisite architecture. St. Mark's Square. The square is surrounded on three sides by seemingly endless rows of arches stacked on top of one another two and three stories high. On top of the buildings are decorative crenellations or battlements as they're more commonly called and these reflect their Islamic influence of Venetian architecture. These facades are so elegant and symmetrical and beautiful across the entire building. However, it is to the east and fourth side of this square that draws your attention. A huge red brick tower is seemingly rising out of the ground. Its green pointed roof soaring up towards the sky. It's St. Mark's Campanile, the bell tower of the cathedral. Standing alone in the square, its bright red bricks, angular profile and huge scale make it stand out amongst the delicate white facades and soft arches in the square. Originally built as a watchtower and a means to guide Venetian ships home through the Adriatic Sea, the tower still looks more like an ancient lighthouse than a bell tower. Yet these days, that is what the tower is used for. As you look up to the top of the belfry, you see the pyramid roof is clad in aged copper 
and has weathered green with time. Sitting proudly on the very top, overlooking the entire city below, is a gilded statue of the angel Gabriel. The gold glitters and shines brightly in the sunlight, a beacon for miles out to sea. Sitting behind this tower sits the basilica itself, seemingly so small in comparison with its tower. St. Mark's Basilica is in complete contrast in style too. Instead of the simple lines and angles of the tower, this cathedral is incredibly intricate and delicate, with many influences of this great city reflected in its architecture. Its facade is made of two rows of classical arches, balanced upon columns made of marble from Byzantium. On the lower level, the precious red, green and white marble columns are smooth and shiny and are topped with decorative Corinthian style capitals, rising into ornately carved arches above which are the most beautiful and vivid mosaic scenes. Above here the arches display the city's Islamic influence, curving into OG arch and topped again with Christian mosaics and intricate carvings of angels. Finally nestled behind these arches are the cathedral domes, inspired clearly by the Hagia Sophia in Istanbul, which was originally the Church of Holy Wisdom built by the ancient Romans. You can imagine now the melting pot of culture and influence that once thrived here in this old city of merchants and traders, all encapsulated in this one building, you want to go inside, and you step through the wooden doors, and step inside the building, instantly you are transported away from the bright sunshine and open blue skies outside, into a space that feels enclosed and safe, the walls and ceilings are decorated with gold and the dim light bounces from every surface, filling the interior with a warm and glowing light. As your eyes adjust, you can see the mosaics glittering on every wall and on the inside of each of the five domes which make the basilica ceiling, you can see the intricate detail of each image set against the striking gold background. Saints, angels and scenes from the Bible are depicted on every surface. You stop for a moment and take a seat, you 
Breathe in the peace and tranquility in this place and feel the warmth of the glowing light. You breathe deeply and feel a sense of peace here. Away from the busy streets, you let this feeling wash over you and you enjoy it for a moment. you decide to leave and join the world outside, so you head back to the door and the piazza. You step back outside and into the clear daylight once more. Turning to the south, you notice a smaller arm of the piazza which has buildings left and right straight ahead opens up onto the Judeca Canal. This is a large channel of water which separates the main island of Venice from the smaller island of Judeca to the south. It's less of a canal and more like a large shipping lane. Behind you is the church and in front of you is the squared of Piazza, with the water open at the other end, and this water is framed between two towering columns that rise up at the end of St. Mark's Square, near the edge of the water. The first is the column of San Tudaro, topped with a statue of the original saint of Venice. Saint Theodore, holding a spear in one hand and a crocodile in the other. The other column is the column of San Marco, or Saint Mark, who was later adopted as the saint of the city. This column is topped with the city's favourite emblem, the winged lion of Venice. The symmetry is perfect between the two columns and the square as you look out to the water through them. Through these columns you see much larger boats sailing in front of you and in the distance the island of Judeca. You soak in this beautiful view with the sunlight glistening off the water. From here you look left and see the most beautiful building, the Doji's Palace. Any pictures you may have do not do justice to the beauty of this building. Its roots of arches form two covered arcades, one on the street level where tourists can cool off in the shade and the second one above this allowing those inside the palace to look out on the piazza below. 
the influence of Eastern architecture is once again on display here. The OG arches of the second arcade curve up and nestled between each peak is a quatrefoil, intricately carved into the stonework. Above the arcade, the brickwork takes on a decorative geometric pattern made from the white and red bricks with the decorative battlements on top of the building. You take in this beautiful sight all before you and you decide to go to a coffee shop near the edge of the square and you sit down. The waiter comes to take your order and it's up to you whether you want a cool, long, refreshing drink or an Italian coffee or espresso. You decide whether you want a gelato or ice cream. And you talk to the waiter about the options and make your order. And your refreshments come. And you take in the square. St. Mark's Square, you people watch, you see the locals and watch the tourists, you might see the priests come and go from the basilica, you see the ships gently sail on the canal in front of you, and this is a beautiful moment as you relax with your refreshments, people watching in the most famous square in the world, with the cool breeze on your skin, and you take it all in, and you feel happy and relaxed, and you decide to sit here for a moment, and think of what you have just seen and experienced, and maybe what do you want to experience in the future, soon or maybe in a few days or months, and you relax with your drink, and maybe your ice cream, and you take it all in, and it's wonderful.